1: Powered by Riverside.
2: First time since June, all three of us are back. I have Lucas, I got Chris and Uriah both back, and guys, it's good to be back. Woo! We
3: united and it feels so good. We united and i don't know the rest of the song
2: uh, see i would i would sing tenacious d's dude i totally miss you but i have students that listen to this so i i will just say dudes i totally miss you and that's that's all i'm gonna boo. say boo boo no you can you said you were gonna do it what, fine fine right. fine 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 dudes i totally miss you <laughs> the things we did together, where have you gone? Where have okay, you gone? Yeah.
3: Oh, I, can't I found the lyrics. I more
2: else because too much. I cannot say, oh, the lyrics to your song? No, you, you okay. sounded great. I did find them because
3: reunited and it feels so good reunited cause we understood there's one perfect fit and sugar this one is it we both so excited
2: what I'm off key no no no, no. You, you called me sugar man I, I, don't, I don't know how, <laughs> how I feel about he was that. talking to me <laughs> I was talking to Chris oh, okay, okay. Chris
3: is my it. sugar Oh alright Chris your okay. turn what's your song Chris <laughs> um freestyle rap I, I... hip hop I'm... Mm-mm. <laughs> Boo. Sorry, guys. Yeah, just like that, that, the reunion's ruined. I gave them homework a few weeks ago, everyone, to find a song to celebrate us getting back together on the podcast, and Chris is the only one that didn't do his hey, homework.
1: look, you can ask all my high school teachers. I never do my homework. So, kids, do your homework. But you're the musical guy, Chris. You're the
3: guy that plays an instrument, right? Hello?
1: I... I... I was never very good at it. (laughs) Um, Okay. We're going to talk about the Sixers now. We're going to start, Lucas, with players who we think might have career best years in 2022-23. I recently wrote an article, put down a few names. I'm going to go to you first. I'm going to ask, just off the top of the dome, give me a name, maybe two names, guys who you think might have the best year of their career so far and we'll see if we overlap at all and we'll go from there
2: okay so this is me now looking at your article I think we probably both agree Isaiah Joe is one of them that just makes sense on so many different levels outside of that I'm going to say Tyrese Maxey and one more like I said I'm just off the top of my head let me say
1: Paul Reed Sure. I, I, I think that's pretty fair. I tried to not just do the young guys who are kind of obvious, like obviously Tyrese, year three, is yeah in line for another jump. Yeah. That's kind of an easy one. I, mm-hmm. I did put Isaiah Drill as one of the three because yeah. I think he's in a slightly different category. But Well,
2: he's just never got an opportunity before now, and he might yeah. Here.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think he deserves an opportunity. Um, so my other two names were, one, Tobias Harris. Okay. And two, D'Anthony Melton.
2: Okay. Okay. So I, I can get behind you on Melton. I didn't even think of him. That's a good one. But Tobias Harris, like, I know you're not expecting him to have a career high in scoring. So what do you mean a career best year?
1: I I just simply mean that he's going to play the best basketball of his career.
2: So are you thinking he's going to finally break the 50-40-90 club that he was close to breaking two years ago?
1: Maybe, maybe not. I, I agree with you. He's not going to set a career high in scoring. He's going to be the fourth option. This is going to be his first season. Full season is the fourth option in quite a while. But after the hardened trade last year, that was by far the best version of Tobias we've seen as a Sixer, once he settled into that 3 and D role where he really bought into the small stuff, was making quick decisions, taking more threes, leaning into the defensive side of the ball. That kind of stuff is what the Sixers have always needed out of Tobias. And I think now that James is here to kind of orchestrate the offense and Tyrese is taking it off like he is and Joel has taken off like he is, Tobias is kind of at a point where he has to play like that And so even if his numbers don't look that different, or even if his scoring drops a little, I still think there's a solid chance we get the best basketball out of Tobias for a full season that we've gotten out of him so far in Philly. So it might not be like a career best year in the traditional sense of, oh, he's scoring the most points he's ever scored. But I I, I think Tobias is in line for a really strong season where he plays the right way does all the little things to impact winning and Philly has a real chance to compete for a championship and he's going to be a big part of that, even if he is the number four option. So that's why I put Tobias on there.
2: I think that's fair. I think, look, if we get a 50, 49 season from Tobias and he's averaging like 16 points, eight rebounds, three to four assists, I, I, that's a win in my book. I I agree. I think that, you know, him buying into that ultimate role player type thing, kind of like what Harrison Barnes did for the Warriors. Like I I'm, I'm down for it. I'm okay with it. I think that would help the Sixers immensely. And let me just touch on Melton here for those that haven't been following Melton in his career so far, he got drafted by Houston, played his first year as a member of the Phoenix Suns, if, I, if I'm if i remembering correctly. He got traded on draft night, I think. But he played with the Suns, looked pretty good. Then he went to Memphis where he's developed into kind of like a spark plug scorer, super athlete, really underrated defender. He he could very well jump from 10 points a game last season on a really loaded, underrated Memphis team in terms of the, like the depth that they had at the guard position to averaging like 14 points off the bench for the Sixers. I don't think that's an outrageous expectation to to have of the young combo guard. So that, I agree with you there too.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not like going to make any super grand statements. Like I, I don't think he's going to win six man of the year. There are just too many guards who score more points. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to still be playing next to slash behind two all-star caliber guards, possibly, in Harden and Maxi. But I expect Melton to lead the bench in minutes played by a pretty fair amount. Like you said, he's a really special defender when he's healthy and locked in. Offensively, he hits a good percentage of his threes. He can get to the rim, add some playmaking off the bench. He's more of an off guard than a point guard. But assuming Mountain is used in the way the Mountain should be used, he should be the best bench player on the team. He should maybe be the fifth best player on the team in general and close a lot of games because he's a really special player. And he's 24 years old; he's still got room to grow. So that that that's part of the reason why he was on the list, just because he's still getting better. He's still learning and adding stuff to his game. So. He was by far I, my favorite pickup of the offseason for Philly. I think P.J. Tucker is awesome. He's going to help a lot. But Milton for a late first round pick and Danny Green, who was hurt, was a pretty big steal in my book. So I'm excited to see how he pans out.
3: Hey, I have a quick stat for you guys. I want to see uh-huh. if you guys can figure it out. The Anthony Melton. Uh, someone give me last season's highest scoring point total for him in the game. In a Other game? To, yeah, in a game. Like, what's the most points he, he scored last season? Lucas, give me your, your number.
2: I'm going to say 34.
3: Chris?
1: Uh, 28.
3: Chris is closest. The most he scored last season on Memphis was 24 points. Okay. And I guess the, the most interesting part is he only played 22 minutes in that game. Oh, wow. And the most exciting thing that Sixers fans will want to hear is that from three point land, he was six for nine. The next one, he had 23 points. And in that game, he was six for 10 from three. The next was 22 points. He was four for eight. So it seems to me that when this guy is, is putting up bulk shots from beyond the arc, he can really contribute offensively.
2: Yeah, he's he's very good. I will rebuttal on one thing that Chris said. I don't think he's gonna be in the ending lineup. That's just giving up too much size, I think. Even with his good defensive skills, I just that's too much size unless you're putting Maxie on the bench. Because you're you're gonna bring PJ Tucker in at the end of the
1: game. How like, many just... teams close with two smaller guards? Quite a few of them. Like it's not that uncommon.
2: I just I don't see it, especially in the postseason. I don't see it. That's just me though. I, I, mean, I, he's I would. He's
1: got a six eight wingspan. You're really not giving up that much size. Harden is six six. Harden guards wings anyways. I I don't think you're really giving up that much size.
2: Uh, you know what? We'll see what happens. I I I'm, I'm on the boat that you're probably gonna end the game with PJ Tucker just because he's better defensively and he's not a negative on offense but that's that's just me
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: So guys, recently I wrote an article about Fork cor- on cork I think based off the of last season, which was a career low for him in terms of three-point shooting, even worse than his rookie year. I think it's safe to say that he's probably not going to be in the Sixers' rotation to start out the year, and most likely he's out of the Sixers' long-term plans. With that in mind, I thought of it's the off-season, so I I tinkered a little bit and I came up with three potential trades involving Cork Moss to help the Sixers' depth out a little bit, right in other areas. So the first one I feel like Chris is not going to agree with, but I'm gonna I I put it out there anyway. You trade pork Maz for Alex Len in the 2023 pick via Indiana to Sacramento. So, Sixers pick. get what pick? Huh? What kind of pick? It's a second round pick. Okay. From Indiana, which is a high second round pick probably going to be next year, right? So it's a high quality second round pick and a third third or fourth third string center that with Joel's health injury, like injury history, like it's good to have more centers than not.
1: If I'm Alex, the is, pacer, Alex
2: Alex. Alex, no, 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 no. The trade is from Sacramento. They just got to pick yeah, the pick. Uh, so
1: if I'm a Kings fan and they trade a high second round pick for Furkan Korkmaz, I'm rioting. Look, they have overabundance of centers. They
2: need shooting, especially around the Sabonis and Fox. Korkmaz fills that need. He needs a fresh start. He's the second-longest tenured player on the Sixers roster besides Joel. Like, look, last year kind of, I feel like, was like showing that he needs a fresh start. He could do well in Sacramento, and on top of that, like I said, it fills the need. You're really, like, Alex Lynn is just an emergency center, a bigger body than both Paul Reed and uh, Charles Bassey, just in case you need to have a big body that can bang occasionally down low. He's a solid backup. He averaged six and four last year in limited minutes for Sacramento. I don't see the. I don't. I, I mean, look, you're getting a good second round pick. If you're the Sixers, I think you do this.
1: I side with Lucas I, on this. one. I agree. The Sixers should do it, but the Kings shouldn't. Like, why are you giving up a pick for Furkan Korkmaz? Frankly, you probably need a decent third string center more than you need a guard who's not.
2: They going. they have they have plenty of other centers on the roster besides just Hol- Rashawn Holmes and uh, Sabonis. You have two starting centers on the roster already, and you still have other centers on the team, too. I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but I know, like, uh, Metu. I Met- okay. Metu's, Metu's a, set, a backup center. So, like, you don't need another center he on said that, that, that
1: they need, no team needs Furkan Korkmaz. He's just not that good. I'm just, like, Alex Lynn is probably a better... Generally speaking, a better player, albeit at a different position. Like, I, I don't think Furkan is like a guarantee to be in the rotation. So,
2: thing. so let me let me they ask you this: long. Would you would you would you do do if let's say we get rid of the pick and it's just Alex Lynn for corkmont straight up? As a Sixers fan, would you still want to do that?
1: Not really. I mean, I mean,
2: you're addressing I, another need. We need
1: Alex Len. I. So you just don't want to trade
2: Korkmaz. That's what I'm getting from this, Chris. You just don't want to trade Korkmaz.
1: Look, I'm confusing myself here with what my argument is. I am on Team Paul Reed, and that will – And I'm not saying that I'm not. I don't want any more veteran center. I don't want to tempt Doc.
2: Okay, I so this is, not about, this is not about the roster construction. This is the fact that you yes, don't trust is. Doc not to play a, a veteran exactly. center over Paul Reed. Doc is part okay.
1: of the roster construction.
2: Paul Reed is better than Alex Lynn. I wouldn't start I wouldn't have Alex Lynn getting minutes over Paul Reed. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we don't have a traditional big body center right now. It's good to have diversity in your backup center role because who knows what you'll need on any given night. I don't see the problem.
1: With not him. Alex Lynn. anyways. um look, at least Furkan is still sort of young, and he's a wing who can shoot. like a- Alex Lynn is if not, you're not old a pick. He's not old, but he's like 29, 30 years old. He's not he's not young by NBA standards. He's not getting better.
2: Uh, like, you could argue the same thing about Corkman. For the
1: Sixers, if you're not getting the pick, there's really no reason to do it. And if you're the Kings, there's no reason to give up the pick. Like, if I was the Kings, would I trade Lynn straight up for Furcon? Sure. I, I could get behind that, but... I don't think there's really any reason for Philly to go after Alex Lynn.
2: Okay, well, agree to disagree on that one. Let's go to the next one here. I'm bringing back one of my favorite former Sixers guys with this next one. I'm bringing back Trey Burke.
1: Ah. Uh, no. Look,
2: listen, why listen, listen. Because I can and it's the off season, that's why Chris. I can and it's the off season. And because Trey Burke is better than Corkmoss. I think so. Yeah. No,
1: he's not.
3: Yes, what? He no, he's
1: not. Hot take. Mm. No, he's not.
2: You're uh, mm. right. You understand where I'm coming Trey from, Burke right? It's is... Trey Burke. Look, look, Chris, Chris, listen to the trade. You get Trey Burke and a 2024 second round pick via Brooklyn from the Rockets. Korkmaz mm-hmm. mm-hmm. fits their timeline because he is younger. Burke is 30, so he doesn't really fit their timeline. You get another spark plug scorer off the bench that would play perfectly well next to James Harden. We know Burke plays well with ball-dominant guards because he did well with Luka Doncic. This is not going to be the repeat of uh, of Brett Brown because Brett Brown did not like Trey Burke for one reason or another. It is one of the crimes I hold against Brett Brown. He would fit next to James Harden. I'm not saying that he's going to leapfrog anybody. He's still going to be at the bottom of the rotation, but I think he's going to be a better option than Cork because he could get okay. you 20 points on any given night.
1: Look, it's better to be 6'6 than 5'11. I don't know what Trey Burke's actual height is, but. He's
2: six foot, but okay.
1: Trey Burke cannot defend a traffic cone, and neither can Cork All these years later, I'd rather keep the young wing who can hit threes instead of trading for an old guard who can't defend anything who can hit threes too. Burke is not playing in Philly.
2: Corkmaz cannot defend. We have said this multiple I understand, times,
1: but he's still six, six. That doesn't Burke, mean anything. It does mean, it means he has size. He can at least pretend to offer some level of resistance to someone Burke is not stopping anyone at any point in time.
2: Look, uh, I'm just saying the guard at health is not always with James Hart. Like, look, I'm not saying that you would play Harden, Trey Burke a lot.
1: Maxie, no, I'm saying Melton Shake. Burke's not going to get any sort of chance to play with
2: that group. Hey, look, first off, it's hard to find a trade for Cork Moss right now, especially with the restriction on trades for free agents. Real okay. quick,
3: last season, per 36, Trey Burke, 17.5 points per 36. corkmas only 13, plus 31% from three for Trey Burke. Korkmaz, 28%. Chris, you're wrong. Sorry. And Trey Burke is only 29 years old. So I'm not soon. wrong. <laughs> I'm
1: not you're, wrong. Just, any, you're just mad because Neto got I said. Okay, let, let me go to the last one. Neto was starting for an NBA team last season.
3: Um, was a wait, starting Washington track. is an NBA team?
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> I <didn't know> that. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, guys. Let's, let me get to this last one. I think Chris will like this one. Now, I do have a caveat on this one. This is like, let's just take Donovan Mitchell out of the situation here, okay? Take him out of the situation. You could in theory make a package involving Cork and Jaden Springer for Cam Reddish. Uh huh. That that that's all I got. I'd do it. Why are the Knicks doing that? Uh, first they off <laughs> They need shooting. They also clearly look what happened to Listen, listen, a listen, bad listen
1: shooter.
2: Listen. Listen, listen, he had a bad shooting year, and I said in the first one okay. that in the first trade that he needs a fresh start, New York is a fresh start. Secondly, they New York's in a rebuild right now. I know that they got uh, Brunson mm-hmm. right now. they're courting they're, yes. they're courting, but they they're in a youth movement. Look, Jaden and Springer and Okay, but look, Jaden Fr- Springer is the type of player that Th- Tom Thibodeau would love, okay? So there's that. Cam Reddish clearly did not is not the type of player that Tom Thibodeau wants or else he would have played him a lot more last season. They're trying to get rid of him. In my belief, I believe in my heart of hearts, they're trying to get rid of him. You get Korkmaz and Springer. Heck, I'll even, if you want to, and I didn't do this in the article, but I would throw in a second round pick if I had to. But like, look, I'm interested. I I would like Cam Reddish.
1: I, I would be interested too, but I love Jaden Springer perhaps more than anyone else in the NBA. We still don't know if he can actually play NBA basketball yet. Okay. Like, and Furkan, I think we all agree, is pretty much a big nothing burger at this point. Why Why are the Knicks doing that? Even if Thibodeau doesn't like Cam Reddish, you can probably get more somewhere else. You probably you could. Just keep him on the end of the bench and hope he gets better because...
2: Chris just doesn't really want to. I feel like you just, you just don't. You just don't want to trade Quarkmas right now. That's that's. I, not
1: if, I, I. I would trade him for Cam Reddish in a heartbeat, but I'm saying the Knicks are not going to reciprocate that. I didn't do
2: this in the trade because I think it would involve more moving pieces, and I didn't want to involve too many moving pieces. But what if it was like Thibault and Moss for Cam Reddish and like uh like another player?
3: Nope. Shut it down. Okay.
2: I'm Thibble, asking Chris here.
3: can't be included. It's in
2: true. Would you Thibble. do that, Chris? Thibault, Thibault, and Quark Maz for reddish. Do you think the Knicks would do that?
1: Do I think the Knicks would do that? Uh, it's interesting. Again, like I really don't know what to expect from Thibault in his career, and I really don't think he's going to stick around in Philly that much longer. If we're being honest. But, like, don't break your eyes heart now. He is a special defender. And as cool as Cam Reddish is and as, like, awesome as he seems on paper, he's still, like, never actually put together a consistently good stretch of NBA basketball yet.
2: Like, no, what I'm say- saying is that Chris can, does, doesn't want to trade for Cam Reddish. Because I I, I'm putting players here and there for you, Chris. I'm trying to give you situations. You're not you're not giving know.
1: me anything. I don't know. I mean, I do, do you Cam actually Raiders, want to trade for Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish playing in Philly, I don't know. Um yeah, I, I I I don't know. I I don't think I'd be super eager to do it. I'd have to think it over. Okay. Um I recently wrote an article ranking All 30 starting lineups in the NBA. We're going to go with the top 10 here, Lucas, so you guys can yell at me about how wrong I am, (laughs) which is always really fun. Of course, of course. We're going to start with number 10. We're just going to jump right in to some controversial waters here. And number 10, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, and everyone's favorite Frenchman, Rudy Gobert. Um, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. Uh, at nine, I have Dallas, Luca, Dinwiddie, mm. Dorian Finney-Smith, Christian Wood, JaVale McGee. Number eight, I, I I have no clue what Brooklyn should do for their starting five, because you really can't play a center who doesn't shoot next to Ben. But the small ball lineups are kind of iffy. Right now, I, I, I put Kyrie, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, which is going to score all the points in the world and then never make a stop. But you you're not you're not
2: you're not going to start um, Nick Claxton
1: next to Ben.
2: Like I get the shooting issues, but like defensively Ben's not a full-time center.
1: I'm well aware. It's it's you're it's you know there're trade-offs with whoever you put in that fifth spot.
2: They would have been better <laughs> off if they brought back LaMarcus Aldridge. At least they, he could have stretched the four for Ben.
1: I don't know. I think, honestly, maybe at the end of the day, like maybe Bruce Brown or Royce O'Neill would make the most sense. Like um, Pr- Pr- an upgrade.
2: the Nuggets, Chris. You missed that. Oh shoot! Why? What did? Why? They signed. They signed him. They they paid okay. them. They paid them. All right. I missed
1: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a great move for Denver. Yeah. Um, yeah. Royce O'Neill. TJ Warren, if he bounces back, could be...
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that could be, Anyways, be a very good steal. Uh,
1: Number seven, the LA Clippers, Reggie Jackson, John wow. Wall. Because the They're other top top. teams are good.
3: He has Denver higher than the Clippers. That's all I got to
1: say. I'm ranking starting lineups, not teams overall.
2: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> starting lineups. Keep going, though.
0: Okay, right. yeah. Reggie Jackson, finish. Paul
1: George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, Okay, best.
2: see, see that that that's your mistake. I think John Wall's going to start.
1: Okay, put John Wall there. They're still number seven. Number six. Nah. James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, PJ Tucker, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. The Sixers are at number six. Number five, Phoenix Suns: Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael mm. Bridges, Jay Crowder, Deandre Ayton. Number oh, four, the Denver Nuggets: Jamal Murray, KCP, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nicole Jokic. Uh. Number three, the Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and okay. Bob Will. Uh, number two, Golden State, Curry Clay, Wiggins, Green Looney. And number one is the Milwaukee Bucks with Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Top ten starting fives in the NBA. I'm correct. Oh my God. thanks for coming to my uh, TED Talk. Everyone. Lucas, can I
3: can I jump in before you real quick? Yeah, just, go go I'm, ahead. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm fizzing on the inside. I'm ready to explode. Chris, how on God's green earth do you have Miami, Memphis, and Toronto outside the top 10 when all three teams made playoff runs last season? And mm-hmm. if you compare them to
1: uh, what Denver, run did Toronto make. They right. ran to game six in the first round. Good
3: but, for them. But to say that Denver has a better starting five than Van Fleet,
2: Gary Trent Jr.,
3: Scotty Burns, OG Inobi, and Pascal Stockton. They do. What if are you any... talking about?
2: I, I'm going to agree with Chris on that one. They're better than... Denver, not... Denver's better starting, starting, five starting five
1: is... All right,
3: so Memphis, who who had a, a deep playoff run, deeper than They're missing Jaron the Jackson Jr. for at least half the season.
1: Again, again.
3: Yeah, but he's still going to start when he comes back.
1: Fives. Memphis has the best top-to-bottom depth chart in the NBA, if we're talking depth. They have the best bench by a mile. That's part of why they were so good last year, because they're super deep, and they can do all sorts of different lineups with different players in different spots. But, like, the starting lineup is just not on the level of a team with multiple top-20 players like Minnesota right
3: now, you know? Okay, so. but but Miami deserves to be higher, higher than the T-Wolves, and definitely higher than the Mavericks, where is Mavericks. We, have a good okay.
2: Team. You're right. Rebuttal with Miami. Okay. Who's their starting power forward this year?
1: Max Struess, baby. Woo! Max Struess did like a
2: windmill dunking. You mean some Max Struess, the
3: 6'3 guy? Kyle
1: Lowry, Tyler Hero, Max Struess, Jimmy Butler, Bam Audible. So
2: Jim, Jimmy's your power forward this year. No. Yeah, okay. I, I disagree
3: but, with a few. What do you think, Lucas?
2: Okay. So let me go. Let me, let me start about who I. Okay, let's start with this. Num- let's start with number nine. Because 10, I'm okay with M- Minnesota being in the top 10. I'm okay with it. That's fine.
1: Yeah, let's, let's
2: get. Yeah, I am. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go with Dallas here at number nine. Honestly, I don't know who Dallas is going to start. Because I've been hearing things that Christian Wood might come off the bench. Because JaVale McGee has been start- promised a starting role. And having McGee and Christian Wood it's kind of
1: starting sp- together. Sp-
2: I I think that really messes with their spacing, and they love their spacing in Dallas. So I don't know about that.
1: Does it mess with their spacing?
2: Because Christian Wood, while is,
1: Christian Wood is that he can hit a bunch of threes and spread the floor, that's his thing. Not,
2: but like he's not like he's not gonna hack up like five threes a game either. I like, right. how many
1: as... how many threes per game did Christian Wood take last season? Okay,
2: so, uh, let's. You're let, right. Can you check for what's us? What's your
1: guess? I'll tell you. I have it pulled up.
2: Okay, I'm gonna guess he probably averaged about three,
1: four point nine, literally five threes a game. He's okay, okay, checking five threes. Okay,
2: a game. okay, then it might work. It might work. Then I don't know, I don't know. I I do have uh, Nets at eight. That's fine because we don't know exactly what's gonna happen. But Kyrie, Katie, Ben Simmons—that's automatically top ten. That's fine with me. The Clippers at seven, Chris. There's some major disrespect going on here.
1: The Clippers the, are a deep team. They might win the championship. I understand. I'm not ranking depth charts here. I'm ranking okay.
2: No, 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 no. But think about they got they they have two one guy who should have won an MVP right now if he was healthy and Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is a perennial All Star. John uh, Wall is a
1: but Kawhi is also getting older and. He's been deteriorating for years, and he's coming off a major knee injury.
2: Okay, okay. We'll see how that goes. You still got uh-huh. John Wall, who had a year of rest.
1: Uh-huh. You
2: have Marcus Morris, who's probably, arguably, one of the most underrated power forwards in this in the game. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Let me get the Sixers at six. Look, Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate. James Harden, still perennial all-star. Yep. You got... You know what, like, this is a tough one for me. I would probably have Phoenix and Philly switched, personally. That's, okay. that's just me. Because I think Joel and Harden are a better duo than CP3 and Devin Booker. And their third star, in Aiden, is not being utilized correctly. And I think Maxi is probably providing <laughs> just as much, if not more. And then, okay, Jay Crowder, <laughs> PJ Tucker kind of cancel each other out. So then you just have Mikael Bridges and Tobias Harris. Yeah, Mikhail that's a Mikael's better, but I think Maxie's better than Aiden at this point. So, mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, I, like obviously Aiden's season ended in a very strange way, but he was pretty much awesome all star level for most mm-hmm. of last year. Look, like, I the don't playoffs have... were kind of weird and funky, but he did end mm-hmm. up resigning and i i would say that phoenix has used him extremely well ever no. since chris paul arrived
2: no, no 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 look chris chris he could average 22 points a game if the he offense... could
1: but he doesn't have to cuz he plays within a system and they win a lot of games every year
2: but the thing is like what happens when cp3 is it's like the
1: it's not always Could they score more points? It's how they score their points, and what else do they do on top of that? Which is look, and
2: and I'm not disagreeing with that point, but like in the playoffs, when Chris Paul got injured, they needed to rely on Aiden, but they weren't used to running plays for Aiden, and that kind of looked junky at times. That's that's my point there.
1: Yeah, Phoenix without Chris Paul would drop below Philly.
2: Yeah, (laughs) easily. Well, they would be out of the top ten in my
1: opinion. So but when Chris
2: Denver, up, Denver at four, I'm okay with. I'm okay yeah! with I'm okay with it. Like, look, I don't I think Sixers are a better team overall. But d- you know, look, look, Jokic is a top two center in the NBA. Aaron Gordon's really good. If healthy, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are borderline all stars, if not all stars. KCP is one of the best three and D guys in the league. So I don't hate them in the top five. Boston, I'm okay with. That's fine. Golden State, I'm okay with. Milwaukee, it's, it's not the individual parts. It's the sum of their pieces that make them good. I would probably still have Golden State number one, but I can understand why you put uh, Milwaukee number one. All
3: right, so September is pretty much here, and training camp starts in just a few weeks which means a lot of the sports betting sites are putting it out there for futures to see who wants to go ahead and risk a bet to see who's going to end up at the top of each conference division and, of course, the NBA itself with the championship. So what I'm going to do, guys, is I'll put some some futures odds out there to you, Um, not condoning or promoting sports betting, but – just putting it out there, essentially okay. what teams are going to end up, you know, where. And you just tell me if you agree or if you don't agree. And if you think, you know, maybe a team deserves to be further ahead in the ranking. So I'm going to go with the Atlantic Division winner. Here's, here's what MGM, bet MGM has. Celtics, and this is the money line, by the way. Celtics are minus 105. The Nets plus 200. Sixers plus 350 Raptors big gap here. Plus 1600 Knicks plus
1: 5,000. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I would say I, the Sixers are pretty good bet. Uh, I'm not a gambler. I have no experience of sports books or whatever, but I would put my money on the Sixers in that scenario just because it seems like pretty decent odds. Uh, Winning the division does not equate to winning the championship or being the best team in your division. It just means you've won the most regular season games, which don't always matter. So uh, I would say Boston is probably the best bet, but also like like Boston is who I would pick, but I would bet Philly based on those odds, I guess.
2: Yeah. I I kind of agree with Chris. I don't think with, Everything that could potentially go wrong with the Mets, I, I don't think I would put them higher than. I think the two best bets are Boston and Philly. I think that's that's an easy one.
3: Yeah, I agree. That I think the Sixers, I would I would risk that, and just because they have a good team, the Sixers, according to Chris, have the sixth best starting lineup. But yeah, in order to get plus three fifty means you if you bet a hundred dollars you get three fifty back. The Celtics are the favorite. They were in the finals last year, so. In order to win $105 you have to bet $100 which is kind of, you know, weird but let's go to the central division now. This is pretty I'm sure you guys can figure this one out. Bucks are a minus 450. Bulls are plus 425. Cavs plus 750. Pistons <clears throat> This is not a, a typo. Plus 15,000 <laughs> and the Pacers are plus 25,000. Dang. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, you know, we're gonna stop disrespecting Cade Cunningham at some point. Ooh. Obviously, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, the Bucks are gonna win the division. Yeah, I would not be against saying maybe someone should put a little bit of money on Cleveland because they could win more games than the Bulls at least, but. Bucks are going to win the division. Good. And look, like, I mean, hey, weird stuff happens. If the Bucks have injuries, the next in line could be Cleveland, and they're at like plus seven hundred. So that might Sorry. be the worst bet in the world.
2: So hold up, hold up. You think Cleveland's going to have a better season than Chicago next year?
1: I don't know if I would predict this, it, but it's possible. Yeah, it's the Cavs possible. before they got hurt were like in the four-five mix.
2: You're right, you're right. But remember, before the Bulls suffered all their injuries, they were the number one seed in the East.
1: Oh, no. I'm not saying I would yeah. the Cavs to finish higher than the Bulls. I'm the saying Bulls have Drummond, not too not impossible.
2: Bulls have Drummond,
3: too.
1: Evan yeah. Mobley is going to be awesome sauce. And,
2: and they're going to have Sexton back, assuming they figure out free agency.
1: Even if so, they don't and- have Sexton back, they could be really good.
2: Look, look, they missed Sexton in the playoffs last year. That much was clear. They needed another sc- a, a guy that could create his own offense. They didn't have that. That's that's one of the reasons why they really – they didn't get out of the play-in. Okay, so – but, yeah, I think that's a fair I, – I kind of agree with Chris. The clear favorite is the There There's no question there. I think the Bulls and the uh, Cavaliers are both in, in run there, and clearly the other two teams are still in rebuild. So yeah. that's
3: – it's crazy that in order to win $100, you have to bet 450 on Milwaukee to win, which they're most likely going to win. But you never know with injuries. If Giannis goes down, the Bulls could creep in. The Cavs are, are in there, like like Chris said. But let's go ahead to the south Southeast Division. So in the Southeast, you have the Heat are the favorites. They're at a minus 190. Atlanta is plus 175. The Hornets... Plus 950. That's, a, uh, that's hmm. I thought that, that would be lower. The Wizards are plus 4,000 in the Magic, no surprise here, plus 25,000.
1: Okay, so here's my thing. is The Wizards might literally be better than the Hornets, so yeah. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Miami's the favorite. Atlanta would be an interesting close second if everything gels and they decide to play defense this season, which, hey, Maybe with DeJounte Murray, they do. So, yeah, I think that's pretty fair.
2: So, question. How old is Jimmy Butler going to be this season? How old is
1: Jimmy Uh, Butler going to be? Yeah. Jimmy Butler is going to be playing until he's 48. He gets up at Hey, hey,
2: hey. hey, That's not my question. I'm asking how old he is
1: this season. I know.
3: Hold on. Hey, Siri, how old is Jimmy Butler? He's going to be 33 this
1: year.
2: Okay. Then, yeah, I think I'll still have Miami as of the favorites. But, I, you know, if it was 34 or 35, I, I'd be questioning it then. Look, I think the Hawks are an interesting bet. I, I, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I, I would put some money down on the Hawks. I think the Hawks have a real chance to actually win that division this year.
1: Where's yeah. your faith in Kristaps Przingis now, Lucas?
2: Hey, hey, mm-hmm. by the way, I didn't say that I didn't believe in the Wizards. I think the Wizards could mm-hmm. very well be the third team in that division. I I think the Hornets are going to take a step back.
1: Because we I said that, Lucas. Yeah,
2: I know, I know. Just let me do my point. Let me do my point. Okay. We 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 got to rebuild that chemistry, Chris. It's it's gone right now. We're working on it. Though. Okay. So, but anyway, anyway, yeah. No, I I think I think the Wizards could be third in that division. I don't think that's a crazy. I think Chris uh, Porzingis could have a bounce back here. He looked really comfortable. The last 23 games of the regular season after you got traded there. So yeah, I think it's possible. I don't think they're win it, but I think they could be contending for a play in sure. Yeah, Why I think not? the
3: gap the gap is too far. The Wizards, I don't know, maybe they're plus 2000 and I'd say the Hornets are like a plus plus 1500. That's what I would do. I, I don't
2: think. I think the Wizards are going to be better than the Hornets this year. I, 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 I think
3: they are. I, Miles yeah. Bridges. We don't even know if that dude's going to have his freedom
2: after all the stuff that he's been dealing with. Uh, Montrez Ma, uh, Harrell finally just got his legal stuff.
1: Oh, he did. Out. Okay.
2: Yeah, but who who knows if he's going to go back there or somewhere else? We don't
1: know. Yeah. As all long right. as it's not Philly. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah,
2: I'm, uh, I, yeah, he's kind of a locker room cancer. I'm okay.
1: He's also not that good. Okay. All
3: right, Southwest Division winner. Grizzlies are the favorite. They're plus 110. Mavs, not very far behind them, plus 125. Pelicans, plus 400. Rockets, plus 20,000. And Spurs, plus
1: 25,000. Dang. Why why did the Spurs have better odds to win the Southwest than the Pacers have in the Central? Who who is
3: coming up with no time? Pacers are plus twenty five thousand
1: too
2: oh I they're thought they were.
1: okay so
2: yeah, so, so Chris equal. before you go I'm just gonna say this I'm putting my money on the Pelicans this year I'm putting my money on the Pelicans to win the I division I think, yeah I think so I think uh, so
3: really over the
2: yeah. Grizzlies yeah I, yeah I, yeah. I, yeah all right I they're think, dealing with
1: yeah I, ahead, I think if I had to pick like my prediction would be Memphis but I think the smart bet I think New Orleans is an interesting bet. Like they have the talent to be better, not better, but like to, they have the talent If Zion stays healthy, which is a humongous. if, But even if he doesn't play every game by the end of last season, the Pelicans were rolling. They were playing exactly. basketball. That's a deep team. And Dallas with Luca, you can't really count them out either. Um, yeah,
2: I don't. I don't know. I just. I feel good about uh, New Orleans this year. I. I feel like it's their year. Yeah, I, I.
1: I think Memphis would be my pick ultimately, but I. We might be slightly overselling them based on last season, and I think the Pelicans. Are going to be a really interesting contender if Zion comes back at one hundred percent. I think they could really make some noise.
3: All right, Northwest Division. Nuggets are the favorite. They're a minus one forty-five. Timberwolves plus one fifty. Blazers plus nine hundred. Jazz plus eighteen hundred. And Thunder plus twenty thousand.
2: Yeah. I was gonna ask why the 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 uh, Jazz weren't the bottom team, and then I realized that it's it's because of the Thunder. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take the safe bet here and say Denver, but I mean Minnesota could very well win the division too. So, but you, you can put money down on both teams
1: mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, again, I think Denver's the right pick, but Minnesota certainly has the artillery necessary to make that a, a competition. Um, Rudy Gobert wins a lot of regular season games, guys. and That's just something that happens, and. In you hard just- words, mm-hmm. like if we're talking about guys who could make a big leap next season, I think he's kinda at the top of the list right now. And Carl Anthony Towns pretty good at basketball. So um, yeah, I, I think Minnesota has a real chance to win the division, to be a top four seed. Like they're they're of that caliber, but if Denver's healthy, if Porter and Murray both come back and look back themselves Jokic wins a lot of basketball games too. Like, I, I, you know, the Nuggets should not have been a playoff team with that roster last season, and they weren't because Jokic lineup should just kill other teams. So, if they're healthy, I think Denver's the right pick. But uh, don't count out the Timberwolves.
3: Pacific Division, the last division, Warriors and Suns. Wow, they're tied, plus one seventy five. That's really interesting. Clippers plus 225, Lakers plus 800, Kings plus 25,000.
2: Dang. Okay. The, uh, let me just say this about the Kings. I don't think the Kings, yeah, they have the worst odds and the, tied for the lowest odds in the NBA to win their division, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as some of those division bottom
1: teams. So here's what i like. These are all division specific. Like that doesn't yeah mean the kings are as bad as the thunder
2: exactly that's what i'm saying yeah
1: they're not going to beat the clippers and the lakers and the warriors and the suns you know this is not going to happen
2: but you said you said the warriors and the suns had the same odds to win the division right
1: yeah i i would bet on the suns just because they've been kind of a juggernaut the past two years. And You know
2: what? I'm not going to bet on the Suns. There's a little bit of tension between Aiden in the front office and coaching staff now. That there could,
1: is. That, they, that could
2: very well blow up in their
1: face. That's always a possibility, and Chris Paul is getting older, and I understand it, but if we ignore that like one week where Aiden was unhappy and that one really bad Game 7, the Suns were the best team in the NBA last year until Game 7, so just on that precedent alone, I would still bet Phoenix to have the best regular season record. The Warriors are going to rest their guys. Kawhi is not going to play 82 games, etc. So I, I think Phoenix is the best bet there. But I mean, hey, the Lakers still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You know, they still also have Russell
2: Westbrook. They also still they have do. Russell Westbrook.
1: And I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are still really good players, so this so, division is kind of loaded. I think Phoenix would be my bet, though.
2: So can I can I ask you guys a Lakers question real quick? I know this is six week podcast, but there's been rumors that the Lakers could trade Westbrook and uh, two first round future first round picks for Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. If you guys were the Lakers, would you guys do that?
1: Uh, uh, here's the thing, right? Westbrook is in the last year of his contract.
2: This is He's very true.
1: Off the books next year. Yes, he is. It really just depends on how good you think Miles Turner is. Like, if you if you think Miles Turner is worth two first round picks, then and Buddy Hill. you know, go for it. Like and, and, and Buddy Hill, who's on a questionable contract. Like, it's a defending one, though. It's it a would make them issue. better. And you obviously have a very limited title window with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and their current injury woes. So I, I think it would be a reasonable move, like one that you could defend on paper. But giving up your twenty twenty nine first first round pick for Miles Turner could feel pretty rough in six years. You know what I mean? So, but the thing is, like, are you really going to waste another LeBron James season? That's the thing. It's like, how bad do you think Westbrook is going to be next year? And how good do you think miles Turner? Like how far does miles Turner raise the Lakers feeling? It really depends on what you think of miles Turner as a player. Well, think about uh, miles Turner and Anthony Davis are going to form the best defense in the NBA. And Turner's going to hit a bunch of threes and look really good next to LeBron. Then, you can probably defend it but
2: okay just just think about it like this chris you already have patrick beverly 3 and d guard you put in buddy hield ultimate three point sniper you know that works well with lebron and then you have a stretch big that can help out both lebron and ad and can defend either you know outside or inside for ad that's i you could make an argument that they could be a dark horse contender You could make the argument,
1: hundred percent. You are absolutely right. Again, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are still awesome players when they're out there and they're healthy. So, I I would definitely consider it. I would like look at my options though, like see if there's anything else out there that doesn't require me to give up two first round picks. But what else
2: is out there? What else? I know. What what? you're gonna get Bo Bojan from the. But they're going to want picks for, for Bojan.
1: They are. But yeah. like, Westbrook is $47 million of expiring money. That could honestly help some teams. So I would just do my due diligence for you know selling my entire future for Miles Turner. But like you said, Turner and Heald would fit quite well there. So it, it's a move that would make sense.
3: All right. The last, we're just going to do the outright winner. ...of the NBA championship. I'll give you the odds all the way down to... Let's see, 2, four, 6, 8. It's really interesting uh, to see where the Sixers are. But uh, plus 500 for the Celtics to win. Plus 600 Warriors. Plus 650 Bucks. Plus 700 Nets. Plus 700 Clippers. The Suns are plus 1,000. And according to BetMGM, as of today... If you take $100 on a money line for the Sixers to win the NBA championship, $100 if the Sixers win will bring you back $1400. Plus 1400, Heat are plus 1600, Nuggets plus 1800, Lakers plus 1800, Grizzlies plus 2000, Mavs plus 2200. And this one's for Chris cuz he loves Rudy Gobert and his covid spreading fingertips. Uh plus thirty five hundred.
1: What? I'm putting my money on Minnesota.
3: (sighs) I would put money on Minnesota for Anthony Edwards, but not for Gobert, because in the playoffs he's going to stink. Okay, he's going to get left in the dust.
1: Um, yeah. Look, I mean, when Minnesota's the one seed, we'll revisit all these conversations that we have. Um, yeah, I. I, I guess those are pretty fair. I I would have the Bucks number one again. I think hmm. they would have literally they would have beaten the Celtics if Middleton was healthy. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, I would
3: agree.
1: I, I think okay. the Bucks are still my pick, but
2: and, and we would have beat the Heat if Joel was healthy.
1: That's fair. And the Heat were like a Jimmy Butler miss away from beating the Celtics too. So that's true. Um, yeah, I I think it's pretty wide open again this year. I don't think. The Celtics are as much of a juggernaut as people are making them out to be because they like squeaked into the finals last year. I don't think Golden State is unbeatable. Obviously Phoenix, those teams are not unbeatable. Like it, it's pretty wide open again this year. Butts are my pick. But I think those are pretty fair odds all around.
2: Yeah, I, I really don't have much complaint there, to be honest. I'm I'm pretty good with this.
3: It's interesting that I was listening to the Locked On podcast, Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, and you guys won't believe what he said where the Sixers are going to end up next season in the playoffs. Real quick, take a guess what you think, Keith. Like where the Sixers are going to finish in the playoffs.
2: Second round. Let's just say Eastern Conference finals. (laughs) He said they won't get out the second round, (laughs) just like Chris said.
3: Oh well, yeah, I've I mean made...
1: that's possible. That's it is possible. Yeah. the Butts and Celtics, and Heat, and Hawks, and both. Nets. They're a good team. The Nets, they're a good team. It's uh, possible. That would be a travesty. Get get ready
3: for the Embiid trade rumors at that point. <laughs> Again, trade <but> demands. All <laughs>
1: these odds have Milwaukee, Boston, and Brooklyn ahead of Philly. Like that would mean Philly yeah. it doesn't get out of the second round.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is exactly true.
1: To all our listeners, as always, thank you for tuning into yet another episode of the Sixers Ins podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Audible. We will be back early next week. But until then, peace out, everyone. Go Sixers.